So, um, this morning I got up and um, as I normally do on a, on a pretty regular routine, love to just start my day in prayer with God. Um, but I actually, a um, long time ago, I started writing down my prayers. Um, and it's been interesting. It's, it's really become a, a spiritual journey. I can actually look back at my life and my connection with God and everything that I've been going through. So thinking about this whole idea of, of, of getting ready for a new year, I just felt a little prompting. So I, um, I looked at my uh, last year, 2016, and the first entry of every month. And I just looked back and, uh, and saw what God was doing in my life and what I was doing with God. Wow, what a crazy year. Anybody else have a crazy year? <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was wild because sometimes uh, my entries were like that second song where, you just, where I'm just like, man, I just being honest with God with my failures and where I'm struggling and where I'm doubting him and where I'm stuck with fears and I'm just pouring my heart out to God. And then I, man, I read that and then I go the next month and I'll be like, man, God, you're awesome. Yesterday was great. I'm a little crazy in my walk with God. But here's what I realize. He's with me all through it. And and God, in 2016, was busy writing my story. The Bible tells us he's actually the author and the perfecter of our faith. He is the one who initiates. Before I was born, before you were born, God says, I knew all the days ordained for you. And so that's what we're going to do today. Here's what we want to remind you, all of us, tonight. Before we go into 2017, he's been with you, and he's going to. He knows the plans he has for you in 2017. And he's been writing your story, and he's going to keep writing it. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at some stories. We've got three different stories of people who just met God in some really cool ways this year. And I hope that it'll be encouraging, inspiring to you as we do. All right? So would you please welcome Tyronda Wilson, Winston, excuse me, to the stage. Here we go. I actually asked uh, Tyronda to share her story because I saw, saw a small little Facebook post um, where she was just celebrating something that I thought was so cool. And I'm like, you know what? I want to hear more about that story. And, uh, and I really believe it's going to be something that'll encourage you guys. So, so where are you from originally? Uh, originally Georgia. Georgia. But huh? I've been here for a long time. For a long time. <laughs> yeah, cool. it's home now. And when did you start coming to K2? Um, six years ago, 2010. Cool. Yeah. So just share with everybody what you shared with me. You started coming here in 2010, and what was kind of going on? Um, so initially when I came, uh, I, I, I've always struggled in my life with anxiety, fear, and self-hatred. Um, so when I uh, came here, um, I was embraced with so much love, even though I, I came in very fearful and nervous. Um, and I'll never forget the first time I heard, um, I think it's your purpose, or uh, the focus on Jesus tight with each other and out there in our world. And um, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, focus on Jesus. Yeah, I'm with that. I can get with that. Um, out there in our world, I love it. I want to be out in the community. I want to help change lives. But the tight with each other, I was like, I could see everyone else doing that, but that was such a huge struggle for me. That seemed like an impossibility for me. Um, 
yeah. Uh, and then God completely had different plans. Um, so. Yeah. So, so, so most of your life, due to the fear and anxiety, self-hatred, you got some walls coming up. So you're just going to kind of, that whole tight thing, we're, we're going to have space instead, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're here at K2, though, and you're starting to meet some people. And what happens? So um, I started connecting with people, and this actually, I got invited to a Life Together group. And I was initially invited three years prior to when I actually attended it. <laughs> it took me a while, so I hope it doesn't take you guys that long. But um, I, I remember um, the girl asking me, uh, and she was just so loving and warm. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe. And just due to work schedule, I was like, maybe I'll get around to it. Never did. Work schedule changed to where I was able to go. Um, and I still was just struggling and nervous and um, wasn't really being obedient to what God was telling me. He had been tugging on my heart um, to go. But due to the persistence of I mean, a few girls asking me these entire three years. I mean, they kept on me like, you know, we, they extended the invitation consistently. I finally said, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go, um, I'm just gonna check it out. And I went and, um, you know, it, it really wrecked my world uh, for the better. Um, I remember going in and I was still in fear um, about being there. And when I arrived, um, you know, everyone was just hugging on each other, loving each other. I was like, oh, this is great. You know, still a little bit nervous. Um, but when the first girl uh, shared her story and she spoke about something she was struggling with, um, the walls just began to crumble right then for me. Um, I was really shocked because uh, I was like, they're getting real. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're being honest and open. Um, and while she was sharing her story, people were loving on her, speaking truth, but also um, showing her so much love. So it opened me up and um, my walls began to break. And I was like, okay, like, let's do this. <laughs> So, so you walked in, and that's not, that was not what you were expecting, right? What were no, you expecting? What do you think was going to happen? You know, I, because I wore masks and I just, I, you know, had the church face, you know? <laughs> I thought, you know, it was just going to be all sweet and just kind of talk surface talk. I didn't think it was going to be anything of much, you know, much yeah. depth, so. And so, and when it was, when that shocked you and people were actually able to be free and open completely. What did that do for you? Um, it, it completely tore down my walls. Um, to, it allowed me to be open and express how I was feeling. Um, and uh, the fear just began to just, it just began to leave. Like it just had no place anymore. Mm -hmm. um, the anxiety began to fall away. Uh, my relationships flourished. Even my relationships that I had close friendships I had prior even begin to, to open up and flourish even more. Um, yeah, I was, I was completely changed. Cool. So completely changed. So if you think back to where you were, you, you like three years ago when you first got introduced in the life you were living and the life you got now, what's your last thing you'd like to share with everybody? Um, I would say I have so much freedom now. Um, and 
I would also like to encourage anyone that uh, has been feeling you know, in their heart to invite someone to their Life Together group, um, don't give up, you know, continue to extend that invitation because it could really change someone's life. Um, and yeah, it, I'm so glad that those girls were persistent and didn't give up on me. Uh, so yeah, I have freedom. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for sharing, Thank Ty. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, I, I really do just want to encourage all of us because God, in his very being, in his essence, he's relational. And so he created us in his image, and so we're made for that. And so the church, right, the church is actually, it's God's design about bringing people together who receive this amazing grace from God so that we can give it to each other. All right? So if you've been with me for 13 years, anytime, I say this a hundred times, so many times, you can't experience the fullness of what God has in this hour. You can't do it. You can attend church now, but you can't experience the church unless you're in relationship with each other. That's where the magic happens. That's who God designed us to be. And I, and I just want to echo what, what she said as well. Man, let's make sure that all of you who are part of K2, remember, it can't just be one simple, well, I asked him once. <laughs> like, we, people need to know, no, I really genuinely want you to be with me, and your persistence can really change someone's life. All right. The second story that we have is this young lady here who I happen to know because she's my daughter. All right. So this is, uh, yeah, it's fun to have. This is Mo. It's actually Mo Raya. We call her Mo. Um, but I did everything I could to try to get into the women's uh, conference that happened in the fall. My wife would not let me in. I said, honey, I can wear a wig. I can put on a skirt. I want to see this thing. She would not let me in. I do know that when the, when the conference was done, just a ton of people came to me and said, man, your, your daughter, what she shared was super cool. In fact, so much so the arts team said too, hey, we'd, we'd love to have Mariah share her story. So here she is. Hi. Um... So, when I was um, speaking at the women's retreat, I, um, I, had, I was so excited, right? I had, I had written out three pages uh, to talk about, and I was like, I'm, gonna, I'm even going to read it because it's just written so well. And, um, and then, 30 minutes before, I realized that God did not want me to share that today, that day, and I was so freaked out, and... He said, just go up there. Um, you brought your journal with you for some reason. Go up there with it and talk. And I did. Um, so when they asked me to speak again, I was like, I don't know what I said. Like, I, I totally, I just went up there and said what God wanted me to say. So um, this time I have notes. So we're good. Um, but let's start, okay, let's start back. Um, I had a really rough February, March, April, uh, May period of time. Uh, I was really um, lost. I was lost in everything I did. I didn't know who I was. I had given up on being happy. And I had people give up on me because they didn't want to be with someone who wasn't happy. Um, but then in, you know, I, I got to go to Africa for, um, 
a mission trip. And, and so that's one of the things that kept me going through those really hard months was, oh, but Africa, right? Like I'm gonna go and it's all gonna fall away and you're gonna leave all of your troubles behind. And that's not what happened. I went there and um, I brought my troubles with me. On the plane ride there, all I could think about was them. On the plane ride back during the trip, it was just me and all of the conflicts that I had to face. Um, and it was really hard. It was really hard. Um, but the last couple days of that trip, it was a two-week trip, I finally felt all of my inner, like I was so focused on me, I felt all of that fall away. Uh, I had a great team. We all went together. It was really great. Um, and then I get back to Salt Lake, and it's like the world just hit me. And I immediately started feeling sad again. But in Africa, I wrote this song um, because I was pretty frustrated at God for... Um, I, I would ask people for advice, and they'd be like, well, the Bible says this. And I'd be like, I know! I'm a pastor's kid! I know this stuff! I grew up with this stuff! Um, and so, this is a song that I wrote when I was there. Um, yeah. God, I know I am small, and I know that I'm wrong. I know about my sins and your grace and the cross. I know about heaven, and I know I should repent. I know about your word and how my time should be spent. I know all about the money and the tithing and peace. I know all about the words I shouldn't say and what they mean. Yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. You may need to tell me twice, and you know, you know, you know, you know. Of it as a piece of advice that might maybe 50% chance change my life. See, I know about Jacob, Joseph, Isaac, and Abraham. I've read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Corinthians. I know how to pray and how to tell about the gospel. Anything you really want to know, I've got you. I know all about the Spirit because I know people who hear it. I know all about the presence of God, cause I used to live in it. And I know, I know, I know, I know, you may need to tell me twice. And you know, you know, you know, you know, I only think of it as a piece of advice that might maybe 50% chance change my life. song 
And I came back and had the most fantastic summer in the world um, because I went to a retreat. And I think it was the vertical one, so it's cool that it was announced at the beginning. Um, and I was just, I was on fire for God. I was like, I'm going to do this and this and this, and God is so in my life, and I'm so engaged. And then I went back to school. And the summer was over, and... I'm, I saw all of the people again, and I experienced all of the exact same things, and it just kind of, you, you know, like it just, yeah, it was back. It was all back, and I had already conquered it, and I was like, oh, no, 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 I can't do this again. This broke me. I can't do this again. And so I got into this routine of, I know that God is greater, <laughs> and I know that if I choose the right way, then it'll, it'll be good. But the world and like people and things and bad things are being shoved in my face. And it's so easy. It's so easy just to go with that. And so I have, I have been, right? Like I, I'm still in school. It's been two trimesters. Like I'm halfway through the second trimester right now. And I've just been going downhill and downhill, and that fire for God that I felt in the summer just disappeared. <laughs> and I found out something like really like 15 minutes before the first service, right? Because I was like, I was, I was actually talking to God. <laughs> and I found out that um, uh, God has called me higher. <laughs> than just looking down at my phone and texting that person I want to text or being with those people or saying the things I want to say. He's called me so much higher than that. And I really have. I have tasted his love. I've tasted the love of God. And when you taste him and experience him, when you haven't, because the thing is that I hadn't tasted him or seen him or experienced him. So I... I didn't have anything to fight for, but I, I have, you know, so I was like, I, I mean, I know it here. I know in my head, like, it's obviously better. Like, whose love is better? God's or their, I don't know. Um, but I didn't know it here, <laughs> and it was so hard, but really, I'm figuring out every day, God has called me so much higher than that. And there is so much more love waiting for me. And yeah, it's hard. <laughs> but I have people around me that are supporting me and amazing friends and the grace of God. And it's so, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm excited for what God's going to do in my life and the people around me. Um, yeah, thank you. One of the things I love about living with that girl is, um, is she's so honest about her relationship with God. And, and I know that was huge for me because I, when I went to a Christian college, I, I saw tons of pastor's kids. And pastor's kids usually either really love God or they wanted nothing to do with him. And I'm like, oh my God, now I'm a pastor and I'm going to have kids. And, but here's what I know. If you can be honest about what you really think even when what you think isn't the right thing, God will meet you there. 
And here's what I know too. Most of us struggle. Mike Rutledge, wrote a, our arts director, wrote a song years ago. One of the, my favorite lines was, it's 15 miles from my head, from my brain, my head to my heart, right? Something like that. Sorry, Mike, I probably screwed up your line. But that's true. There's so many things we know here, but we don't get them here. That's the wrestle. But man, when it takes that journey and gets to here, everything can change. And what that's a perfect introduction to our last story here. This is Kip and Angie Gertis. And if you guys probably know him as Bagel Guy, right? And Bagel Lady, if you're here on a Sunday morning, they're always serving us our bagels on Sunday morning. But it was funny, first service, as Mariah shared this whole idea. Well, I know what's right here, but getting it here. Yeah, this is, a, this is a great story. So why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves so everybody knows a little bit of background. So welcome. Uh, thanks uh, for having us up here. I'm Kip. Um, I, I guess in preparing for this, I decided um, to introduce myself by telling you I'm uh, born and raised in a Christian family in the Midwest. Um, went to church regularly, went to Sunday school, grew up um, doing everything that I thought you're supposed to do as a good Christian. Um, went to church uh, as an adult, um, again, doing everything I thought I was supposed to. Two failed marriages later, a um, couple of wonderful kids, um, and uh, couldn't, couldn't figure out why it wasn't working. Um, after one of the divorces that, you know, uh, lived on the couch for a couple of years and uh, lost my job, um, and got really angry at God. Um, healed from that a little bit, and my sons actually brought me here. They were going to Young Life, and a lot of their friends in Young Life came here. And so they uh, said, Dad, you ought to come. And I came, and that was about the first year that K2 opened at the Red Box, um, and uh, went for six months to a year or so, and thought, yeah, another church, a little bit different style, whatever but just kind of fell away again because it was just another church, you know. So I've been actually been coming to K2 for five years, came with a friend who had a friend telling him to come, and we came, and the first time I came, I couldn't stop coming and didn't. Um, pretty much, I came for a year before I really met Kip. Um, I would come in, cry through the whole service, literally, and leave. Maybe I ran out because my makeup was running and all that, but it really was a spiritual change for me to find a church that I connected to so much. Um, when Kip and I met, we started, he started coming with me after a while. He had to have, make sure he might not, he might dump me quick, and so he kept coming together, and we started to get plugged in because he realized I didn't know a single soul. Um, and we went through crash course in the fall. It was almost a year coming here together, and then during crash course, we got engaged in November and planned a summer wedding. And I had just, um, I, had a, I was married 21 years and just gone through a nasty divorce before I started coming. So um, we really wanted to get married. We talked about it, but wanted it to do, be a, the right thing and not make the mistakes that we'd made before. And we thought, let's do counseling with Dave. So we set up an appointment to do the counseling. and. About a month before we met with him, he and Susie, his wife, did a nice sermon on marriage and how it needs to be sacred and the marriage bed and all that. But by the way, about a week before that sermon, 
we moved in together. So we got in the car after that and went, oh, this isn't good. What do we do? What do you do? You're married. You're, well, you're living together. And I actually had an 18-year-old daughter who we'd moved into also. So it's like, well, you know, we're already doing it. What do we do? And so we'll just go to counseling. And Kip promised it won't that be that big a deal. So we got to counseling and... You can kind of start how we started well, the counseling. Well, um, when, when we walked in there, um, the, the, I'll back up just a hair. That, that year, I mean, we, we actually had met on eHarmony, and one of the things that attracted me to her was on her profile, she said she went to K2, and I had gone to K2 years earlier and thought, yeah, that'd be nice to go back. And that year that we dated and started coming here together, we really did want it to be different. We wanted to put God first, and we wanted this marriage to work, and we wanted to do everything right. Um, and, um, when, and, and it was working. We were on fire for God. So when we walked into his office, that's exactly what we said. He, he's like, how's things going? And, and our response, oh, we're on fire for God. You know, things are going great. It's amazing. And Angie, quick interjects in there. Um, oh, by the way, we moved in together. And uh, Dave's uh, kind of a surprised look on his face. And um, amazing because he, he shared a lot of truth and a lot of love, a lot of grace with us that, that hour, hour and a half. Um, and it quickly turned into a, a Bible study. But he, he that look of shock, I can still remember. And he's let me get this straight. You're telling me you're on fire for God and you want this marriage to be different and you want to do it right, but you're doing something that specifically Jesus asked you not to do. Explain that to me. And, <laughs> and so I, I quickly started rationalizing everything I could. And uh, at, at one point, Angie's like, okay, enough. <laughs> uh, uh, you're digging a hole here. So, so he... Pretty much, Kip had actually said, well, I, I've asked this woman and her daughter to move in with me, and I promised to take care of her. How can I kick her out? I'm not going to do that. So Dave just looked at him and said, then you move out. <laughs> and he kind of sat there for a minute and went, well, I guess I can do that. I definitely can do that. <laughs> and the next morning, I moved out. Yeah. So. And, uh, um, we, but it was important that, I mean, at one point we said, well, we, you know, we just promised we won't have sex and, you know, well, I'll, and, you know, it's very important. Part of the reason we're up here is sharing our stories. It's very, very important, especially marriage is a, is a public contract. And so it needed to be public what we were doing. And we went home and I, we called our kids that night, told them what we we're doing. We shared it with our small group um, and just amazing blessings came out of all that. And I think that was a big thing Dave really told us is you really want your marriage blessed, don't you? And it was huge, yes. And he always talked about how you need to be straight with God up and down. And his thing was if you put God at the center of your marriage and you both wrap around that, he will do great things. And I had tried to make a marriage work for 21 years and couldn't do it because I really was alone and on my own, not with God. And I just didn't want that same thing and how it's changed our lives tremendously by taking a leap. And it's embarrassing. I, like I 
I felt a lot of embarrassment, probably appropriately so. You bring your kids into this, and you're 50 years old, and you're kind of getting in trouble in the pastor's office. <laughs> but, you know. but it it's it was hard but good, and it's been a good thing for us. So we're grateful. Cool. Well, Kip, share share too, because a couple of months later, you know, you start looking back and kind of a realization. So about this whole church life that you've been living. You, you know. All growing up, I heard people's conversion stories, and some of them are this, you know, angels and light and shining and, and angels singing and, and just this big crash, and that wasn't me. Um, however, that day in his office, as, as we're going through Scripture and talking about it, there was a light that went on in my head, and I realized that my whole life, I called myself a Christian. Now I look back and I say I was a pseudo-Christian. And I called myself a Christian because um, every day I invited Jesus to come walk my path with me. But the light went on in your office that, oh, I'm supposed to go walk his path. And it was really that clear to me right then. And as you say, a month or two later, um, as I look back and I realize that moment was the moment of my salvation because every decision I made from that point on, I was asking myself, is this what God wants me to do or is this just, you know, habit of living in the world and doing what society says we're supposed to do? Yeah. And so just... Because I, I know, man, knowing you guys these last couple of years, you are an absolute joy. If, I mean, any of you guys know these guys. I mean, it's just, I think people go buy bagels just to hang out with you guys. Um, but seriously, I mean, but your, your hearts have just become free. Um, your generosity with everything, right? Uh, your, just your whole person has changed. So share just a little bit about that. What's been the fruit, not of that one decision, that one decision in our office was you simply saying, okay, wow, this is, you, in the scriptures, here's what Jesus says, okay, well, we're going to do what Jesus says then. But now you're living a life like that. And what's the blessing that comes from living a life like that? Well, probably the most obvious to me is my marriage. Um, hmm. I, obviously, because I've had two failed marriages before this, I've never had a marriage this good. This is amazing. But in all honesty, I, I look at people around me, and I've seen some amazing marriages, and I said to her yesterday morning, I don't know anyone who is as in love or connected as we are. Um, it's just an amazing marriage. Um, well, I think a big thing is just that we pray together and read the Bible together and seek Him first. Like, if, I know if I get mad, I usually pray about it. Because what's it's so easy to get selfish and think about what you want, and I've done plenty of that, and I think God leads you down a completely different path, and we're seeking Him, and what does He want for us, and give us His eyes and His heart and His ears, and I think that's a big thing. It's really changed. Is I'm just not looking for what I'm doing every day. It's like, what does He want me to do? Trying. I mean, it's a daily thing, and you know, you don't do it all the time, but you. It gives you freedom that you know He loves you anyway, but you still need to do what He wants you to do, or act on it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, you guys. Thanks for sharing your story. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for you that day. <laughs> so here, here's what we know. 
Um, God is writing stories, and, and he's writing yours. And here's when God writes a story, though, it is always going to involve your life being connected to him, your life getting in line with him. That's what we're here for. Christmas, we talked about it all month in December, that Christmas was literally God's plan for heaven and earth to collide, to finally come back together. Instead of heaven being separate and us down here struggling on earth with a God who's somewhere out there, he literally, Jesus, through Jesus Christ, he literally took the two and there is now, for anyone who receives Christ, there is no separation at all between heaven and earth. You can live in the kingdom of God right now. And so every time God writes a story, he's gonna do this. He's gonna say, I want you to be with me. Like Kip said, I want you to walk my path. Now here's the thing, it will be an adventure. Now, by definition, if you look up the the definition of adventure, it means there must be fear. (laughs) If there's no fear, it's a tour, okay? (laughs) And some of you might be on a tour with God. He's not a tour guide, man. He takes you on an adventure. I tell you, if God has never scared the bejeebies out of you, you've never met him. Because he wants you to experience his life. And his life is so much bigger than anything you've ever dreamed of. His life is so much better than the best idea you've ever had. His ways are so much greater than ours. So here's why we wanted to tell these stories. He's writing yours too. And you know what? Maybe it's in line with something like Tyrande was experiencing. Maybe you are a person who's in here right now who has walls up. Or maybe you're like Angie who came, wasn't it Angie for five years? For five years, came to the service and left, came and left and came and left and never got plugged into any relationships. And now, through, what, through this decision to really connect with Christ, she's totally bonded in and experiencing. And Tyrande, his life is completely changed. But I can tell you this, what, it was scary for Tyrande to go that first time. Super scary. But on the flip side, it was life-giving. So maybe that's yours. Or maybe you're like Mariah, who's struggling right here. It's like, I know, I'm a pastor's kid. I got this stuff in my head, but I'm struggling to know it here. Man, I, I want to tell you, when I first became, a, you know, got into ministry and got into the church, that was the biggest thing that for, I was like, oh my gosh, most Christians in America are people who are filled with all this knowledge. They know so much about God, and yet they don't look like anything like God. And that's why the Bible says the only thing that counts, it's not knowledge. The only thing that counts is faith, expressing itself through love. It's taking what you know but I'm telling you, you gotta step out and you gotta do it. That's faith. You actually take action. And I wanna tell you, man, if you wanna go on the adventure with God and follow him, he's probably gonna take, I remember sometimes I've, I read one guy, he said, man, you can read all the books you want on the Holy Spirit. He was writing one on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and he said, if you really wanna know God, if you really wanna know the Spirit of God, just do one thing you already know. But I tell you what, if you do, it'll be scary. It'll be an adventure, but you'll know God. Or maybe you're like Kip and Ange, and maybe you know right now that you are involved, you're doing something that you know God doesn't want you to do. You just know it's not a part of his plan for your life. And there's a million different things that could be. You all are on your own journey with him. 
But here's what's cool, he, he is so gentle, and, and it was, it was we, had, I mean, we have such a great friendship. Now, there was no judgment in that, I had no reason to judge them at all. I just wanted them to experience the fullness of life that God has for them. But the fullness of life with God comes when you get in the light where God is. And so for some of you, maybe the story he's writing and that he wants to write in 2017 is he's gonna ask you to take a new step into him and trust him even if the rest of the world says that's ridiculous. Even if the rest of the world says that's ludicrous, why would you do that? Because when I received Christ, I received him as Lord. And now he calls the shots and I'm gonna trust him whatever he says. And I tell you what, there's life and light on the other side. That's the adventure of following God. And I know he's been working on you. Jesus said he's always working. And he's working to bring us into relationship with him. In 2017, for me and for you, God knows the plans he has for us. And he will lead us. He's a good shepherd. And he will lead us. Let's hear his voice and let's follow him. And let's see him do more than we could ask or imagine. All right? Cool. We got two more songs so we can respond with our heart. And uh, during the first song, we're going to go ahead and take our offering. Um, Our greeters are going to come around here. This is one of those areas, to be honest with you. Why in the world would God say, hey, he's revealed something really clear. He goes, you just need to understand everything you have, I've given you. I've given you the intellect, the physical ability, the talent that you have to have any resource. Everything that you have is because I've given it to you. And then he says, so here's what I want you to do. Because I want to keep this thing flowing, I'm going to give you 10, and I'm just going to ask for one back. That's all. I'm going to give you 10, and I just want one back. But man, for some reason, (gasps) this is just, are you kidding me? But I tell you what, man, the number of stories that when people took this reckless step of faith and trusted God with their finances, all of a sudden, there's financial freedom too, man. There's financial freedom and financial blessing too. So that's why we do this, because it's good for our heart to be able to say, God, I trust you, and I want to give back to you what's yours in the first place, okay? So we have a great God. Do we have a great God? We have a great God. Now, here's here's what I know. As much as I've experienced him in 30 years, I haven't even tasted enough of him at all. He's so much greater, and I want all of it. Jesus said, I came Christmas. I came so you could have life and life to the full. Man, let's stand together. Let's worship this great, great God and prepare our hearts to follow him this upcoming year.